0: Setting our priority right in the midst of crisis and uh, some of the difficulties uh, we find ourselves that many of the people are facing today entails us to uh, readjust uh, to the new normal that seems to be uh, that each and every one of us are currently facing. You see, as believers in Christ, we need to do three things. Number one, I don't know whether you, uh, you, I know you will be familiar with this. You don't need anyone to tell you, but one of the three things we need to do is to pray. You don't need to go to school for that. And um, many of us uh, know that uh, the Bible says in the book of uh, Matthew six thirty-three. 33, it says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things, all these things, including your needs, your pain, your difficulties, all these things will be added unto it. As I was meditating upon this scripture, and I found out that I've told you in the past that it is one of the misused scripture in the Bible. The reason being that we confess it, we speak it, but we don't follow through with it we have a tendency to pursue all other things than really pursuing the righteousness of God. And uh, the last time I checked with God, and God is saying, I am a jealous God. I am very jealous. I created my people for me. But my people have disowned me and I am jealous. And um, we need to ask God in prayer, where are we, where are we in the scheme of things? What is God in this whole virus problem that is facing the nation of Australia and the entire world? What is God? up to you need to ask yourself is god in the virus you are shaking your head (laughs) many of you are shaking your head i think i beg to differ god is in the virus because there is nothing that goes through on planet earth both in heaven and on earth, that God is not aware of it. Yes, I know. He knows about yeah. everything. He's yeah. omniscient. He's not only omnipotent because He knows everything. He's omnipotent. He's all powerful. Are you with me? Yeah. yeah. The question you need to ask yourself is this. Are you hearing from God about this virus? Why? People are going to ask you as a Christian, why is this happening? Are you going, are you asking God, why is this happening? Can you give me something why we are going through this? for such a time in the world, why are we going through this? I have been asking this question. Every time I ask this question, I often blank out. There's nothing. I can't hear from God. Why? And I'm inquired from men who seems to be prophetic those who seem to know many things, have read about things, they often draw a blank. And the question is that, these are the questions people are going to ask you and I, if we claim to be the hope of the world, if we claim to be the hope of this nation, if we claim to be The solution to the world system, the way we confess, people are going to ask us, why? In the book of Amos, you can turn to it. The book of Amos, chapter 3, verses 7. When you come to the church, you must come to the church with your Bible. <laughs> Don't mind. Amen. <laughs> yeah, right? You can see that uh, <laughs> I'm Not sleeping out, I'm going to pick up your Bible. Okay, now in the book of Amos, chapter 3, verses 3 to 7, Sorry, chapter 3, verses 7 to 8. Look at what it says. It says, Surely, are you with me? Are you there? Yeah. Okay, good. It says, Surely, the Lord God does nothing unless he reveals his secret to his servants, the prophets. Eight, he said, a lion has roared, who will not fear? The Lord has spoken, who can but prophesy? Uh-huh. He said, so if God is saying that, he often, if God is saying he often reveals his secret to his servants, his prophet, then he ought to reveal to us why. Do you agree with me? Okay, yes. Yeah. And then he went in verse eight. He said, "The Lord God has spoken. Who can but prophesy?" Okay, now I have inquired from God. I drew a blank, and then I went back to verse eight. Then I looked unto His word. He said, "The Lord God has spoken. Who can but?" Everyone say, but. Okay, now that is where you and I come in. If we often draw a blank, we can't hear from God. Then we need to latch on to verse 8 and see how we can be the spoke person. Prophecy means speak forth, to prophesy, to speak forth. That means you must speak forth. So you and I need to latch onto verse eight, where it said, "The Lord God has spoken; who can but prophesy?" You see, if there is disaster, disaster upon disaster happening in people's lives, we don't, we must not attribute it to bad luck have you heard the words every time you hear something happen you say bad luck but we must not attribute it to bad luck Mm -hmm. but we must take note of god at work his sovereign wisdom taking place in people's life and we must respond accordingly god does not operate in isolation He operate for a purpose, whether good or bad. If God does not reveal his secret, I want you to take note. If God does not reveal his secret concerning the current event, what do you do? Like I mentioned before, we need to go back to verse 8. The Lord God has spoken, who can but? prophesy, number one we must go back to his word as our guide thank God mm-hmm. for the Bible, are you with me? Mm-hmm. thank Amen. God for the word of God mm-hmm. Amen. You. Yeah. you understand? you see, one of the main things why sometimes we often find ourselves not being able to answer people's inquiries is because we don't go back to the book we don't go back to the world. We must often go back, always go back to the word of God. And I said before, I said, the word of God is not cake that we eat on certain occasion. The word of God is our daily bread that we must eat every day. Yes. Are you with me? So we must go to God yes. as our guide. And in the book of 2nd chronicles chapter 7 verse 13 to 15 says this word 2nd chronicles chapter 7 verse 13 verses 13 to 15. he said when i shut up heaven and there is no rain and command locusts to devour the land or send pestilence. When we look at this virus today, it's almost like a pestilence. Mm-hmm. Almost like you are pursuing an unseen enemy. It's a pestilence. It's a plague. He said, "When I said, remember the word. I want you to go back from the beginning, verse thirteen. He said, "When I," everybody say, "I." I said plague, so it tells me that God is allowing it to take place. God is allowing it to take place. It does not come to us without God going through God first. Like I told you, I said, the seal of God is upon you as a church because I pray for you, because I am a watchman over you. And I prayed over you, and I say, Nothing will come to you unless it has to go through God first. And as mm-hmm. I said before, when it goes through God and get to you, instead of coming to attack you, instead of coming to, um, to, to do something bad against you, it will say, How are you, my friend? <laughs> yeah. That is what it will do. Because the Bible mm-hmm. said, No weapon formed against you. We prosper because the sin of God is upon your life. Oh, Amen. Yeah. Okay, let's move on quickly. It says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain, and command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people. Everybody say my people. These are the people of God. Remember one thing, when the plague come into a land, Unfortunately, the innocent suffer also. The wicked suffer, and it affects both the wicked and the the righteous. Okay, now just the same thing, as the same God we serve, rain the blessing of God upon the righteous and the wicked. And the sun shines upon the righteous and the wicked. And then he went further. He said, when all these things come among my people, verse 14, we often quote, quite often. He said, if my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Remember the word prayer? The word prayer is very important for you and I. He said, when such a crisis occurs, and we see calamity, we see plague, we see pestilence. Though we don't hear from God, we need to turn to God in prayer because God is trying to get our attention. He's calling at us to turn to him. And then he said, he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves in prayer, and pray, and seek my faith, and turn from their wicked ways. What does it mean? It means he's calling the church to a place of repentance. Mm-hmm. He said, turn from their wicked He said, then are we here in heaven, and then are we forgive their sin?" what is god calling his people to do is to call his people to a place of prayer a place of repentance a place of god okay communing with us a place where we can come together and cry out for his mercy and want to tell you something that anyone irrespective of who they are who cry out for his mercy they will never be rejected and mm-hmm. what is his solution? His solution is to heal the land. So when we see calamity and things happening in our society, we need to readjust our priority. Remember the title of this message is Setting Our Priority Right. Setting Our Priority Right. Mm-hmm. And number one, we need to pray. Number two, we need to readjust our plans. Because when God called our attention to pray, He said, yes, we quote the scripture, Matthew six thirty-three. We have messed that scripture off. We pursue all other things instead of pursuing the righteousness of God. God is saying, no, 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 you must pursue my righteousness first. And all other things, the things you are pursuing, the things you are running after. I want you to forget about it because the blessing of God that he wants to bless you is a byproduct. The most important thing is for you to seek his face. And then when we pray and when we repent, and then the second thing we need to do is to when we see all these calamities taking place, we need to readjust our plans. How do we readjust our plans? Look at what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs 16:9 says, He said, We can make plans, but the Lord must determine our steps. Yeah when we make our plans you need to every time you make your plan you need to ask yourself this question every day every time where is god in this my plans where is god where is his righteousness where is his kingdom what is god trying to tell me you need to ask yourself where is god in my plans yeah that is why i have translated this scripture as this you must have heard me say this before that we must write our plans with pencil yeah and give god the eraser eraser write our plans with pencil that means our plans must not be set in concrete many of our plans today that is messed up is set in concrete it's like we refuse to shift but god is saying no 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 you must write your plans with pencil and give god the eraser because look at what the scripture says it says yes it's good for you to make plans but it is me god is saying I am the one who is going to determine your steps. Yes, so amen. He say that when you <clears throat> see things happening in this fashion, you must pray and you must readjust your plans. If you have not made any plans in your life, it is time for you to make plans but factoring mm-hmm. in Christ. Mm-hmm. If you have made plans in the past, and God is on the outer, it's time to bring God in. Mm-hmm. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. Amen. Because God should be front and center in your plans. Amen. Yes. Now, you see, for a long period of time, God has been on the outer. I will explain this. You know the scripture in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, verses 20 says, yeah. Behold, I knock at your door. What is he saying? You see, many people, I want to make a correction here. Many people quite often quote this scripture when they are speaking to the unsaved. That is wrong. God is not speaking to the unsaved. He's speaking to his children. He's speaking to believers. He's saying, I am knocking at your door. Remember that letter was written to the church, the churches. He said, behold, I am knocking at your door. He said, anyone who opens, unfortunately, the the knob at the handle of the door is not outside, it's inside. You have mm-hmm. to open it from the inside for God to come in. Yeah. Are you with me? Okay, now, and I have found out that because of the blessing of God, we have so we've been clustered with all these other things wealth, prosperity, all the various things, our jobs we have been clustered. To the extent that when God is knocking at that door continuously, we are trying to reach out upon the handle to open that door. But because of all this cluster, the wealth, the cares of this world, all those things, they are coming in the way between us and the handle. We are trying to reach out, but we can hear the door of our hearts be knocked, open, open, open. Christ is on the altar, and has he knocked? He is knocking continuously. Summer is here. Jesus Christ is still knocking. Spring has come. Autumn has come. Winter is here. The, the snow is falling, but he is still knocking. He knocking is still knocking. Yeah. Why is he still knocking? He is still naughty because we are his children. He wants to have fellowship with us. He wants to commune with us. He wants to enjoy our presence. We need to set our priority right. Factoring God as the number one in the list of priority. Number one, we need to pray. Number two, we need to readjust our plan. Factoring God. Into our plan. Number three, he said, We need to, we must seize the opportunity. This is interesting. We must seize the opportunity of the time. See, what is the role? What is our collective role as believers in the current scheme of things? What is our role as a church? What is our role as individuals? In the book of Romans, eight twenty-eight. Quite often, we quote this scripture. It says what? It says. Can someone read? I want you to read. Help me out here. Yeah? Okay, um, Pam had all these works together for good to those who love God, to those who are in college, to his He said that all things work together for good. Everybody say all things. Okay. Okay. Work together for good to them that love him. If you are in Christ, whatever problem we are faced in the world, God is going to turn it around for your good in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Because it is according to His purpose. Okay, now we must cease on the opportunity that whatever is happening around us, we must cease on the opportunity. Number, <coughs> number two, we must readjust our plan. Number three, we must eh, see on um, the opportunity. What are the opportunity? See, listen, do you know that, know what the Bible says in, in the book of Luke, chapter 8 or so, it says that, chapter 18, sorry, chapter 18, it says that, I, I don't know, don't quote me, I might be wrong, it says that when the the uh, it said, um, uh, if I and quote it it says that uh, the the people of this world are wiser than the people of light we are the people of light but i want you to take a note that whatever is happening in our world today there are many people who are taking opportunity to light on it for them to gain something out of it and that is what i want to share with you just quickly number one You must seize upon the opportunity that whatever situation has created for you and I. I click on the television and I saw Harvey Noma. How many of you know Harvey Noma? Gary. Okay. He was being interviewed. And he said, whatever is happening, I'm sleeping well. He said, because my business, he says, in certain products I have, I'm selling. He said it has skyrocketed 20%. He's seizing upon the opportunity. He said it is opportunity for me to gain. Now, you see, teleconferencing company is called Zoom, what we are using today. Mm -hmm. This teleconferencing that we are using today zoom this business the stock price has gone up 80 percent because everyone is working from home everyone is connecting with them registering with them and they are making money and now the financial sector they've called them that they are the zoom boom because this business is booming because of the current situation. Yeah. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. Businesses like uh, consumer products, grocery, energy, internet, healthcare, they are booby in this environment. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Producers of Alcohol, they are changing their production from alcohol into sanitizer. Mm. An opportunity for you and I, we can see it. These are people in the midst of whatever calamity we are going through. They are looking for opportunity. Can okay, let me go further. The protests, prostitute, and joint have now closed because of this problem. Mm-hmm. Let me go further. Okay. Doctors have stopped aborting children because of this problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You see, all things work together for good. Yeah. You see, we need to understand that it's not the negative things you can just zoom yourself into. Keep on looking at the negative thing. Look at the positive things that are coming. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Are you with me? Yes. The opportunity for you as a child. <clears throat> I've shared with you briefly about what the world is doing they don't see it as a disadvantage though they feel they empathize with the people but they are looking for opportunity and i believe also that you as a christian as a child of god you need to look for opportunity don't Let us not bury our head in the sand and be sad and say, what is going on, what is going on? Look for a solution. Look for opportunity. Are you with me? Yes. What are the opportunities before us? The opportunity before us is that we must be the salt and the light of this earth. Mm -hmm. People are hurting. People are going through pain. Don't forget the purpose of God for our church. Mm-hmm. The purpose of God for our church is to bring healing to the broken-hearted, healing to the hurting mm-hmm. around us. Mm-hmm. I want you to raise your head up. Look around those who are hurting, those who are going through issues. See what you can do to be the sort, to be a solution. What they are going through. Are you with me? Okay, now I was, uh, somebody was sharing with me or sharing on the uh, Zoom because tonight uh, for since last night, seven o'clock to eight o'clock tonight. The entire nation, of Christians, are zooming in into the national day of fasting and prayer. And I, I was a part of them yesterday night, and um, and I had to just sign up to go and sleep and come back. Yeah, and they are still going. There were more than about four hundred and seventy people who signed in yesterday. I saw them. They were all praying, crying out to God. There was somebody testified while he was there, and he said that he said that whatever is happening. They are using it as an opportunity to reach out to other individuals yeah. because people are asking questions. People are asking questions. What are the opportunities there before you? You will see people around, problem. You know what this individual said? He said, they went to get tissue, toilet tissue. They stood in front of the shop. Uh, um, grocery shops people were going in all the aisles were empty all the aisles were empty but they took Mm -hmm. tissue they stood in front of them and they were giving uh, toilet tissue to everyone that was walking out empty and they would say wow why are you doing this giving them free what an opportunity Say, God bless you we love you we care for you we are praying for you what an opportunity we see mm-hmm. what is going on. We just like upon the negativity, but we don't want to use it as an opportunity to take advantage, to see how we can be a blessing to individuals. What an idea. Regina was sharing with me in the news. Somebody went around. There was a long queue. People standing in Central Lake. He just mm-hmm. stood there and began to give each other $100. Yeah. Yeah. What an opportunity to be a blessing during this time. If you want to do it, I can stake my life to it. Go do it. i give you $1,000. Just go and put it all around. Because I know we want to be a blessing. Yes. We want to be a blessing. Amen. Amen? Amen. Let us watch out for opportunity about people who are going to ask, why is this happening? We don't want to join. Listen to me carefully. We do not want to join the chorus of the fear mongering. But we want to, okay, sing the chorus of faith. Amen. I repeat it again. We do not want to join the chorus of the fear mongering that that we are being bombarded through the TV, internet, and everything but we want to join the chorus of the faith, those who are singing faith, to encourage and to bring healing to those who are hurting. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. Let's reach out to those who might be struggling, who are trying to come to terms with what is going on at the moment. You see, though being in isolation might be to prevent people from... uh, from being infected. But we must consider the emotional ramification. Because the devil wants to hijack it for his own purpose. Mm-hmm. We should know the devices of the devil because the, de- the Bible tells Sir John 10, 10, that he has come to steal, he's come to destroy, he's come to take what does not belong to him. But mm-hmm. we want to know that the devil is a thief, and we are Jesus Christ in the flesh that need to say no to the devil and be a solution to those around us Amen. you see, when people are in isolation what often comes to mind is boredom, they are stressed, they are going through anxiety and they are living in a hopeless situation we are going to keep on praying for them We are going to keep on doing everything to reach out to them. And those in the Church of Jesus Christ, those in Wired for Glory, I want to let you know that we are here for you. Please Mm -hmm. make sure you call. We thank God for this stuff. We have no excuse for reaching out. We need to reach out. God has given us a phone. We need to call. We need to reach out to somebody. I can call you today Maybe next week I might not call you. But I don't read my mind. I don't know what will happen between the time I call you from the next time I call you. Something might happen, but I want you to call, reach out, because we want to support you. Amen? We want mm-hmm. to support you. What is the reason I finish here? Just briefly, what are the lessons? for the church and the world today. What are the lessons? I believe this is the the Lord's doing. God is allowing this to take place because He's trying to get our attention. God is allowing this to take place because He's preparing the world for what is going to happen. Amen, yes. He's preparing the world. Look at the way the world is shut down. It's almost as if we are living the period of Antichrist. Yeah. When he will control the world. But I've want—I got good news for you. Because before it happens, the church is going to be taken off. Mm-hmm. Amen? Yeah. But there is a preparation. Taking mm-hmm. place. You can see cashless society. You can see all the various things that go with Antichrist taking place already. This is a preparation, it's a forerunner to what is going to happen. Yeah, it's a forerunner. This is the Lord's doing, He's allowing it because every word, every prophetic word in the Bible must be fulfilled. Amen. Look at what is happening. These are things in our society have gone down here. Hmm. Sin hmm. has become fashionable. If you don't commit sin, it's like as if something is wrong with you. Hmm. To commit sin is very fashionable in our world today. But look at what the Bible says in the book of uh, Leviticus 18. Leviticus 18, 1 to 30, but let's zoom in on 25. It said, when. When the land is hemorrhaging and defied, when the land is living in a detestable sin, the land the land will vomit its inhabitant out. He said as a way of cleansing. God is going to clean the land. Look at today, since the world stopped. I want you to take note of this. Since the world stopped, you know that the pollution has almost like 50% decreased? No, you course. know that all the dolphins are now creeping into the waters? The water is becoming cleaner. The sea is becoming cleaner. Mm. Yeah? Mm. The air is becoming cleaner. Because the world has stopped. God is cleansing us. Cleansing the world because when sin has eaten deeply into the fabric of the society today the the earth is already trying to trying to it cannot cope mm-hmm. and that is why sometimes god allowed this to happen number mm-hmm. one god allowed this to happen because we have rejected god I just want to run through this. We have for long rejected God. And that is why this current emergency is calling us to turn to him and repent. God is allowing this because he wants to show us that we human, we are nothing but eh? Mm. fragile. We are nothing but just fragile. We must turn to him in repentance and acknowledge him. Look at the president of the U.S. crying out, saying, we must pray. Our prime minister is crying out on his, he said, my knee has done a workout. Yeah. The Italian prime minister, he said, it's only God that can help us. Not only yeah. the leaders of the world acknowledge that Jesus Christ, he rules, In the affairs of mankind. God wants us to acknowledge him. Amen. Amen. This happened. This also happened because it is a wake-up call for the church. Yeah. For the church of Jesus Christ. He wants to wake up the sleeping giant. The church is the sleeping giant. The church needs to wake up. And... We need to understand that God is wanting the church to wake up. You understand? And it is also a testing time for the church. Those who will commit to God, who will spend some time, re-evaluate their prayer life, re-evaluate their relationship. Okay, now I want to finish here because I know the time is passing. I finish here. God is calling the church. Mm-hmm. Wanted the church to turn back to him. Since when have you. thought about your prayer life. It's not a five minutes prayer. It's a time of relationship with God. A time whereby you will. Just forget about TV for a while. Forget about your internet. Forget about. Doing all, all those things. You always do. That consume your time just zoom in on God and just have a relationship. I want to tell you, the same thing happens to family. For how long have we spent time as a family together, sitting down, not allowing TV to break the silence in our relationship, but just shutting down the TV, just communing. For how long have we done that? We are all consumed with this. The son is there, the daughter is there, the husband is there, we are just zoomed on this. Mm-hmm. For how long have we done that with God? It is something God is calling our attention for. Because he wants yeah. to have that intimate relationship with us. It, it is just like I said it before. It is just like when we give a gift to our children. They take this gift, the toy, we Have given them for Christmas or whatever, and they take this gift, they sit down in the corner, they play around with this as they play around with it, and then you who is the giver of this gift, you look at that child and say, Child, come to me. I want to play with you. He said, No, no, I want to play with the gift you have given me. I'm so consumed with this gift. I want to spend more time with this gift. But you, who is the father or mother who gave that gift, you are in isolation. You are on the altar. And yet you yearn to have relationship with that child. The same thing applies to God. And then what happens when that gift is broken, there is a problem. Then we say, dad, 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 fix the gift for me. That is when we run to God. When we have yeah. problem, we run to God. We say, fix it, help me out, Lord. I will do anything for you. Then when he bless us and give us this gift, then we again are so consumed with this gift, with the TV, with the internet, with the, all the gift, in our house. We are busy cleaning our house, spend time cleaning our house. The gift he is giving us. But God is saying, listen, it can wait. But I want to have a relationship with you. I want to spend some time with you. And look at today. Why is the church, the building closed? <clears throat> Allow it. This is unprecedented. It has never happened since the church started today. today. has never happened. Why? Because we have spent billions and millions and millions of dollars Building monuments mm. where we come together, we, in, we become an idol, and God is saying, I show you something <laughs> mm. that your million dollar you are not using it now. Mm. You are not using it now, yeah, exactly. You're yeah. not using it now, mm. and then all of us. Pastors, we stand on a dangerous ground where we talk to disciples, minister to people. All of a sudden, people are looking up to us. We start having followers instead of we representing God and directing them to God. But we have now become, our name has become so famous. But it's, God is saying, I show you. I will show you. Because you are nothing but. Fragile. Yes, yeah, amen. There is nothing in you. God wants the church back to himself. He wants you back to himself. He wants to have that relationship with you, spend time with you, talk to you and say, I love you. And you say, I love you back. You embrace, talk to one another. You enjoy that company together. And that is not enjoy the company and you play with your phone a little while. No, just stop. Without any distraction, we wants to have time. Mm-hmm. Remember, we must set our priority right. Mm-hmm. We must pray. Spend time with God. We must readjust our plans. We must seize on the opportunity God mm-hmm. has given to us. Yeah. Let us pray. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for today. What a mighty God we serve. Thank you for the opportunity you've given us to know, Lord God, that you seek care for us. You are a merciful God. Yes. You will not reject your people. jesus we pray lord that you are truly the god of the second chance the god who loves his people so much you are willing to just tap them on the shoulder yes in order to get their attention yes lord this is to get our attention yeah. Jesus, we are back to you, Lord. Yes, sir. we are back to you, Lord. We are doing this, Lord, online because we desperately need you. We desperately, Lord God, want to tell you how much we appreciate you. Mm-hmm. We desperately, Lord God, want to tell you, Lord God, that mm-hmm. we want to reevaluate our lives, readjust our plans. Lord. We want to factor you in because this is a cry from you, Lord, saying. I want to meet with you. I want to talk to you. I want to commune with you. You said let us reason together. Father, I pray, Lord God, that this is your call to your people. I pray, Lord, that you will touch us yes. this morning. Yes. Break over us, Lord. I pray Lord that as we have gone through your words, that this word that has been spoken, it will not fall to the ground. we fall into the fatal parts of our hearts. Jesus, we will not be able to shake your word off us, Lord. But I pray, Lord, that whatever we do from now on, we will continue to run to your word. Seek your face, Lord. Jesus, I pray right now that you will forgive us many a time, Lord, We seek your hand for you to just give, just give, just give more than we seek your face. Father, right now, Lord, we want to turn things around. We want to seek your face more Mm -hmm. than seeking your hand in Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. We commit ourselves, Lord, before you. Bless, Lord God, our church. Break over them, Lord. And pray, Lord God, that you will reach out that the purpose of God in each and every life today, those who could not connect in Lord, bless them, we pray. Thank you once again for this time together. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen.